0: What's going on, everyone? This is Danny Leonard. Welcome back to the podcast. I am joined with the co-founder of Sales Domination System, Jordan Stupar. Jordan, how are you? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing absolutely amazing. I want to say thank you so much for taking the time uh, to speak with me so I can kind of hear more about what you do and uh, really so the listeners can hear more because you're kind of an up-and-coming influencer in my eyes.
1: Well, man, that's a, that's a compliment right there. I appreciate that.
0: Dude, your editing skills from when you started, so that's when I started following you. I actually heard about you the first time when you launched your first YouTube video because as we both know, social media is the, the shit. Um, and your editing skills have gotten absolutely crazy. I just watched your vlog with, uh, in Vegas with Brad Lee. It was so good. Yeah. I don't know if you edit your videos or not, but I was like, oh man, this guy knows what he's doing now
1: yeah well, I appreciate that um I do edit all my own videos i it it's something that I can't wait to kind of offload actually um because it is time consuming but at the exact same time it's something that I've really learned uh to enjoy uh the creative aspect of it but um yeah I appreciate that man it's just it's, uh, it's just experience and just working it you know
0: yeah. I would say a lot of people want to get started on YouTube and I would I would imagine it's a pretty big goal of yours to kind of really bring that up. Social media in general, but YouTube specifically. Um, and I feel like a lot of people have trouble with YouTube getting started because they're kind of just nervous about being on camera and what people will say. I don't know.
1: Yeah. No, it, um, I mean, it's scary like anything else. I mean, you put yourself out there and you just really never know what people are going to think of it or if they're going to hate on you or, I mean, like, you go back to, uh, you know, when I first started, you know, videos, like, they all sucked. Like, they sucked ass. And, um, you know, through, through just doing more and more of it, that's really the the key and the secret, you know, like, you just have to do more of it, and you'll get better at it. You know, you sit down and play guitar, you know, you, 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 you learn it through, you know, doing it, and sales, yeah. and you learn through doing it. And so, that's really the key for anybody out there that's trying to you know, do anything. It's just keep doing it.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And I think you kind of just said the scariest word in a lot of people's eyes and ears, which is sales. Um, I know a lot of people who are literally petrified of sales. In fact, it's almost like you actually had a video about going around the people asking them if they think salespeople are bad, Um, which was a very interesting video because I've been doing sales for a while, door to door, cold calls, you name it, I've done it um, not crazy experience, but a few years behind it. And even when I tell people, they're kind of like, ah, you know, like, they're not like, oh, you're not in it or something like that. So I guess what would your advice be to someone who is just kind of getting into sales and, and yeah, like becoming, you know, a, a more profitable salesperson and really making an income. Cause a lot of people kind of see it as a risk of it in of itself. Cause it is a lot of obviously commission based.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, my advice for anybody just getting into sales is, I mean, really make a commitment to, to like do really well at it. There's, I mean, the vast majority of salespeople just, I mean, they're, they're not at a position or an income level that they want to be. And it's basically, I feel, uh, because we like as human, as human beings, we are designed to be comfortable. Like. I don't like it when it's 108 degrees outside and I sure don't like it when it's 32 or below outside or even 40. I like it when it's like 60, 70, 75 um, because that's where I'm comfortable. And if you're looking at your life from a temperature standpoint, are you living in the 60s in the 70s? Are you comfortable there? How much of your time is actually spent sweating and how much of your time is actually spent freezing? And, you know, if you're in sales, you have to make the commitment to um, do the uncomfortable things the uncomfortable things one is train like read a book like it's not comfortable sometimes to sit down and read a book or put on a podcast or an audio book it's not easy to um, sit down with a friend and drill or role play it's not easy to uh, spend money on a sales chorus and learn from it and take notes like but these are all things that when you do it and you do it consistently you get results and so for anybody out there trying to uh, you know Uh, That's just getting into sales. You know, my first thing would be to just understand that you need to make a commitment um, to yourself to grow and develop your skill set. And then really from there, do it every single day. If it's worth doing once, you know, you might as well do it every single day.
0: I agree. I agree 100%. Um, and I brought on salespeople in my own company and you've worked in multiple sales jobs where you've probably seen people come and go really, really quickly simply because they can't sit down and make that commitment, even though, you know, if they did, it would pay off very, very well.
1: Exactly. And I've been, um, I've been a a person that has seen things pay off and, um, you know, and, and that's just the way it works when you continue doing it. Like the very first part of this whole conversation is I have a sales guy in here right now that's been, uh, hammering the phones for the last, you know, two months. And he's like, he's getting that itch, man, where he wants to see something like he wants to kill something and sink his teeth into a, you know, that commission check. He wants to see, uh, the, um, the fruits of his labor now. And uh, I, I just know it. with what he's doing, he's doing all the right things. He's doing them consistently, but he hasn't hit that amount of time yet where things just start to, to fall and he can sink his teeth in there. You have to, you know, starve for a little while. You have to be, you have to gain like hunger. And so, um, you know, me running sales domination system, we're by no means anywhere close where we want to be because we only started this two months ago. I'm ready for the bonus checks. I'm ready to slay a big corporate client. I'm ready to bring in big amounts of revenue, but we're just haven't existed long enough. We haven't called enough people. We haven't done enough demonstrations. We don't have a full enough pipeline where that could be um, a reasonable expectation. And so being a salesperson for the last 15, 16 years, um, I just know what that waiting period looks like. And while you're waiting, take action. That's the you know, number one tip I can give to people is, yeah, you should be patient, you have to know that it will come, but between now and then, while you're waiting, you got to be doing something about it. You have to make the phone calls. You have to send out the text, the emails. You got to be doing video stuff, start a blog, start a vlog, whatever it is, and just get to work while you wait because it, it uh, condenses the amount of time um, that it takes to, to get what you want out of whatever it is that you're doing.
0: I agree. And I think the biggest tip, at least when I started uh, in sales, was thinking that it's like my own business, kind of having that same mindset because it is, in a lot of ways, it is kind of your own business.
1: It is. Absolutely. And I mean, especially if you're a commission only, you know, um, you're a 1099 independent contractor, you're getting, selling up somebody else's product, but you're running, you are running your own business. You are an independent contractor. You pay your own taxes. You more than likely are buying your own equipment. Um, You're doing your own installations or whatever. And um, it is your business. And you have the freedom to run your business, however you see fit. And so um, I think that's what's really excited about uh, sales is there's so many, uh, particularly in this younger generation that we have, this 18 to you know 25-year-old uh, deal where I see all these people that are like, you know, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. You might as well either be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to be an entrepreneur. You can be an entrepreneur and be a commission-only sales salesperson selling alarm systems door to door or online or whatever. There's so many different ways to to skin the cat.
0: I agree. I think a lot of people in my, you know, I'm 21. So I bet I know a lot of people who just kind of want to go on their LinkedIn profile and put the title owner or CEO kind of like that pride thing rather than actually thinking of, is this best for me? Uh, I know a lot of people who are in that situation and mindset.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and that's not a bad thing at, at all, because I think mm-hmm. this younger generation, you know that twenty one year old group right there, I think you guys are realizing, dude, college you know isn't really helping me. It doesn't have uh, uh, the opportunities that you know once existed with it. I'm not looking for a nine to five and so for for you know many people. It's the same amount of work. I have friends that are 18 that just bought a Lamborghini, runs an extremely successful drop shipping store, and I know people that are independent contractors selling alarm systems, making three, four hundred thousand dollars a month. And the difference between the two is just the the um, the application of the work. But the people that don't make it, it's not because you suck at digital marketing. It's not because you suck at drop shipping. It's not because you suck at sales. It's because you lack the application of how much work it actually takes to make that type of dough.
0: I agree, I agree. And when I first got started, it's funny you mentioned that. When I first got started at 18 in my agency, that hit me like a, like a brick. Um, the amount of work it actually takes and it's not, I would say it's 10% fun and then 90% like this is really difficult. And it it's, right. I've learned more in the past two and a half, three years than I ever did before. So from running my own business and customer service and stuff like that. And I went to college for business. I didn't graduate, but I did go to college for business. And my biggest problem was I was about to ask you, do you think college is necessary to be an entrepreneur or salesperson? And I literally, the last class I took was a business class. And I asked the teacher, Hey, have you ever owned a business? It was a business entrepreneurship class. And he said, no. And I just kind of left. Sorry, mom. But like that kind of, that's what it, that's kind of how it went down. And um, I actually told him about it uh, like a week later when he emailed me and he said, Hey, I understand. Um, so shout out to that last teacher I had, but I was going to ask, do you think college is necessary for to be successful? Like our parents really, really thought it was. Absolutely not. Um,
1: I mean, just for starters, uh there's there's certainly some things and some people that I want to go to college and that would be you know brain surgeons doctors uh nurses people that have to deal like you're not just going to graduate and know how to do a brain surgery just watching youtube videos like i'd hope not you, i wouldn't want my brain surgeon to be like a 22 year old like youtuber right yeah you know? yeah yeah exactly because that's just ridiculous uh lawyers go to school learn the law Um, engineers go to school, learn how to build stuff, architecture, um, all of these different like skilled practices that take, um, the, the practical application of knowledge and apply them in a, in a safe place where they can learn. But dude, you don't need a degree in communication. Okay. That's what I went for, for two years before dropping out. What the fuck are you going to learn in communication?
0: Seriously? Yeah.
1: Like I, I understand it was probably beneficial for me because I was really always interested in psychology. Um, That was kind of fun, but I'm not a psychologist. I don't want to be a doctor. It's not something I really want to do. So why am I actually here? And so, um, I mean, if you want to be an entrepreneur, I mean the greatest entrepreneurs out there, the rich, some of the richest people out there are high school and college dropouts because Mm -hmm. you don't need that. You don't need a communication degree to learn how to build Amazon. Jeff Bezos yeah. sat down and just did it. You don't need any of these things to, to build some of the largest companies. And, and maybe you just want to be comfortable making 60, 70, 80 grand a year. Maybe that's your, your deal and your thing, and you don't want to make a penny more. Do you think that you need to get into $100,000 worth of debt to make that? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I mean, me, me at my company here, I, I, I never want to see a resume. If anybody sends me a resume, I won't, even, I won't even call them back. I don't care if you're the king, I don't care if you're the queen the president i don't care who you are if i get your resume i'm not going to read it and just based on the fact that you had the uh the audacity to send me a full page of who you think that you are i mean it's just wrong all of these days i ask for a selfie video you know give yeah. me 60
0: yeah i saw that
1: give me 60 seconds and explain to me who you are and what you do and why i should hire you and based on your ability to communicate based on you know uh you know, your ability to, you know, communicate your idea or your thought or opinion is, is how I hire people. And it will all, it'll always be how I hire people. So no, yeah. absolutely not. I don't think you need a college degree to be successful.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And um, I know a lot of people who are going to listen and say, oh, that's just because I'm 21. Um, but I would agree with you. I have friends who are getting marketing degrees, and I hope they hear this, that uh, are learning Traditional marketing, like how to copy on like billboards and stuff like that, and it just boggles my yeah, it blows my mind. And then I'm I'm a 21 year old kid um, who dropped out at, at 19 years old, and I've worked with massive companies, and I still work with massive companies in multiple industries. And I've worked with attorneys who went to college with their marketing, and I've driven them a lot of results. So yeah. I I agree with you. I've got I got a lot of heat for doing it too, but you know it's all worked out. Um, Yep. I guess, yeah, I guess my next question, and this was something that I, so I put on my Instagram, um, if you could ask you, Jordan Stupar, one question, what would it be? And I will go over a couple people specifically. I got like, I don't have a lot of followers, but I got over 40 people who actually answered the question, which was really cool. Seriously, yeah, 43, I think, which was crazy. And I had the screenshot. Oh, yeah. through- go through all of them i'll pick the top three um but i do want to ask the the one that came up the most which was um and a lot of people knew who you were because i've talked a lot about you um you and and jeremy haynes who are people i look up to in a lot of ways yeah um, i love jeremy he's gonna be on the podcast and i think in two weeks which is cool shout really? out to jeremy yeah shout out to jeremy for that one shout out to,
1: shout out to young germ
0: yeah dude he's crushing it oh man He's crushing it. I'll, I'll do something in my agency and I'll be like, oh man, I'm catching Jeremy. And then he'll, he'll right. put something else and he'll be like, oh, I did this. I'm like, oh, all right, I'm fine. Right. <laughs> not, not today. Um, so a lot of people asked, because um, it kind of goes over the entrepreneur thing. You left a, a very successful job. You were a top producer at a company making a lot of money and you got one of the most badass cars I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> I love that Porsche. Love thank it. You, so what was kind of your mindset when you, when you decided, or at least when it first came in your head and the process of actually doing it, Hey, like this is an idea. And then I, I can't imagine how tough of a process that was and a decision that must have been uh, to do.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, starting from way back in the day, I've always been entrepreneurial. Um, when I was like five or something, I had a, uh, I had a bank uh, that I ran out of my bedroom and I literally would toll people it was in the hallway upstairs, so if my dad happened to walk by or mom or even my baby sister, um I would toll them, and they'd have to drop like a penny or a quarter like at my bank because like I just felt like, dude, you're in my area, like you pay me, and so ever since then, you know, um I've always been into sales i've always I had a band, we sold records, you know we we toured, I was calling places to you know get book shows. And then from there got into straight up uh, door-to-door sales and then moved on to the phones and you know started making four or five hundred thousand dollars a year and uh, was really enjoying a top 1% income earner uh, lifestyle. Um, but it wasn't it, it just came time where I was like, man, you know I, I think that I'm more valuable than the money that I'm making. I think that I can create a product uh, or a service of my own that uh, reflects my value. And um, honestly, you know, if if, if I I made the decision to go out on my own based on me wanting to jump off the proverbial cliff of entrepreneurship and try to build my own spaceship on the way down. So Mm -hmm. um, the mindset, it's not something that everybody has. And I don't think um, it's something that uh, everyone can develop. Um, I think there takes a certain part of your brain to be cra- crazy enough to leave a job that pays you $500,000 a year. Um, but at the same uh, token, if you want to develop that mindset, you have to get around people that are well above where you are, because I, there's no no way that the what I want to do in life is going to uh, happen if I remain in the position that I was at. I needed to I needed to become uh, my own thing and do my own thing in order to, to have a shot at succeeding at what I want to succeed at.
0: Right. And it was, I would imagine it's just kind of your instincts because at that point making four and 500K, most people will never make that in a year. Um, it's just kind of, at least to me, because I kind of did the same thing with, with a job that I had left, started an agency type of thing. Mine was an instinct that I had telling me to kind of do it. And I guess, is that the same thing with you?
1: Yeah, I mean, literally it just got to the point where, you know, I pull up to work in my uh my new Porsche and I'm sitting there and I'm drinking my Starbucks or my Smoothie King or whatever and like literally just loathing getting out of the car and walking into the office where I know I don't want to be anymore. Like I just mm-hmm. I know I don't want to be there. Was I going to make 8 grand that day? Yeah. Did I really want to be there and earn it? No. Because my my life changed the most when I was making 40 grand to the year that I made 85. Um and then it changed because that's literally double. From there I went from 80,000 to making 375,000 and that was a huge change. And then I went from making 375 to 450, no change. Literally not not one thing changed. Like I made an extra 85 whatever that is, 90 grand more and literally Nothing really changes. You just pay more in taxes and have a couple of extra bucks left over to buy, you know, a better dinner. But, you know, um, ev- everything above 300 grand, I mean, it just, I don't think it changes your lifestyle one bit, you know? Um, and so I just got tired of being there, tired of, you know, grinding it out every single day. Um, and just, I wanted to to work on something that I can be passionate about because I certainly wasn't passionate about what I was
0: doing. hmm Gotcha. So what would be your tip um, for someone who's kind of in that mindset? Like, should I do this? Should I not do this? Um, Whether they're making a lot of money or not, because let's, at the end of the day, security is very important and very, very, very important to people. What would be your tip to someone who kind of comes up to you and said, Hey man, I'm thinking about doing it. Not sure. Got an idea. It'd be really cool, but I I have a stable job and girlfriend or a wife or boyfriend or whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, my, my tip to anybody that is doing that is look at your, you look at your life first off, you know, before, um, before I consider anything, am I happy? Because I can't have a girlfriend or a wife or a family member or even a friend be responsible for making me happy. Mm-hmm. Can't nobody's responsible for anybody's happiness except for themselves. And that's just a principle I base everything on. So the first thing I look at is, am I happy? Cause even if I have kids at home and a wife and whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm coming home miserable every single day because I just spent eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours doing something I hate. Even if I'm making good money, I'm still going to be an asshole when I come home because I'm, I'm hating what I'm doing. And then in the morning time, I'm not going to want to get out of bed. I'm not going to be motivated to do anything. So you really need to take an inventory of your life and ask yourself, am I actually happy doing what I'm doing? Yeah. Because m- money, is, money it, it doesn't buy you happiness. It can make you Uh, certain moments of your life happier. But at the end of the day, if you're in that position right now where you're thinking of taking a jump or making a career change or asking a girl out or getting outside of your comfort zone, there's only one question that you're going to ask yourself on your deathbed. Did I do everything that I wanted to do? Did I take the risk that I needed to take? Or else you're going to be sitting there laying dead with your freaking, you know, sickness or old age or whatever. And you're only going to be thinking, man, what if I did that? What if I did start that company? What if I did quit my job? What if I did ask that one girl out? And literally, you're just going to be sitting there with literally nothing to do. And so I, you know, I ask myself every day, like, dude, what can I do to make myself happier? Do I need Nerf guns in the office so that Brandon and I can shoot each other when like we're getting tired and like get the energy back up? Like, fine, done. Let's buy them let's, let's shoot each other. Um, you know, do I need to watch a five minute YouTube video right now that has absolutely nothing to do with growth and development. And I just want to laugh my eyes out and watch some people, you know, fall into an ice pond together. Like, yeah. And so, you know, I, I do what I can to, um, to, to enjoy my life when I am you know, working because life is a lot of work. It's a lot of hardship and it's a lot of adversity and you have to be able to do some things that keep you sane.
0: Yeah, I I 100% agree with that. And it, you actually hit uh, my my next kind of statement. Uh, and I know you kind of talk about this a little bit was you kind of said you can watch a five minute video and about whatever you want doesn't have to be about growth or entrepreneurship or whatever, just to kind of take a chill pill for a little bit. Um, a lot of gurus kind of say like, oh, work 24 hours a day or and eight days a week, stuff like that. I guess like, what well, that's why I think you are going to, you're really picking up right now on social media is because you're kind of, you're not really going that traditional route of a lot of these social media gurus saying like, if you don't work 28 hours a day, you, you will fail. And it's like, well, that's not always the case.
1: Right. Um, so my whole perspective on, on the whole guru thing of work 28 hours a day, 19 days a week is Bullshit. You're full of shit. I've never, ever seen somebody way more successful than me that works 28 hours a day. If they claim they do, they're full of shit. It's not possible to have a family and have uh, kids. It's not even possible me being single to work 24 hours a day or else I'm literally going to like, I'm going to lose my mind. I work here 14, 15, 16 hours a day, sometimes seven days a week, and I will, I will go lightning speed. But at the end of that six or seven day stint or whatever my mind is literally about to shut off, I, I'll go, you know, dude, I'll, I'll go out to the bar, I'll have a couple of drinks, I'll smoke some hookah. I'll laugh with friends, I'll go to Las Vegas and drive some exotic cars and meet some influencers and make connections mm-hmm. and literally take two days off of, of doing anything. And that's fine because I like, I just need it for my own sanity. I think everybody's a little bit unique, but I sure don't think that anybody is capable of doing 12 years straight of 28 hours of work a day. I mean, it's just bullshit.
0: I agree. Um, in fact, a lot of these gurus will say, and I'm 21. Uh, so I just turned 21 not too long ago. And, um, I know a lot of people who, a lot of gurus who say, oh, like basically if they were addressing a 20-year-old, oh, if, you're, if you run a company and you have a sip of alcohol, you're like, 10 years behind someone. And it kind of, it, it, I don't think that's, I really don't believe in that. In fact, I've never really followed that. I, I'll gladly go out and have fun. Um, but I know a lot of people who are stuck in that. And then when I did hear that when I was a lot younger, when I really first started, I actually took that and I thought, okay, I can't do anything. And I, my productivity dropped like mad because I was completely miserable, yeah, I mean
1: I think there's levels of sacrifice, right, and then after certain levels, you can start to enjoy little things, like when I moved down to Miami to work for Grant Cardone, I was completely broke, I was thirty grand in debt, I had eight hundred dollars in the bank, and my uh I lived in the ghetto, so like literally life couldn't get any worse, and so I went to the office from seven in the morning until eleven o'clock at night at 9, 10, and 11 at night, I was calling Alaska from Florida, and I gave up drinking, I gave up smoking weed, I gave up Netflix and chill, I gave up, you know, texting girls, I gave up everything, like, total sacrifice, I'm only going to work, and I did that for 17 months, and after 17 months, my whole life dramatically changed, like, literally 180, Mm-hmm. And it was because I made those sacrifices that I was able to make the time to work and do the 25 hours a day type work ethic. Not forever thing. It's not, dude, you have to sacrifice your whole 20s. Will you get hella rich if you do that? Probably. Is there mm-hmm. a chance that nothing happens for you by sacrificing? Maybe. It's, it's really, I mean, but nowadays, I mean, I'm starting from scratch over here and, um, you know, starting a business it's not like I don't go out on a Saturday night every now and then. It's not like I don't text girls or, you know, uh, you know, engage in, in relationship uh, type things. It's not about that anymore, but it was back then because things were so bad. And Mm -hmm. so for, for the young people, the really young people out there like yourself that are out there with a vision trying to get it. Absolutely. Yes. You should sacrifice things for, for, uh, whatever period of time, you know, you feel like you need to, but I mean, if, you know, it's a Saturday night, and you've been spending the last four Saturday nights the last month in your office or at home doing your thing, and literally you can't take it anymore. Get the hell out of your house and go do something. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like at the end of the day, I know that we all want money, and I know that it's very hard for most of us to discern the difference between a lot of money and happiness. We all think that people that have a ton of money just can pay their way out of problems, and that. They have perfect families and that everything's going great. Some of the most miserable people that I know, some of the most fucked up people that I know, and I've met a lot of wealthy, rich people, are wealthy and rich. I've also at the same time met a lot of people that are miserable that are broke. So I don't, and, and I like what I think it's Gary Vee says, that money doesn't uh, make who you are. It exposes who you are. So if you're a miserable, if you're an asshole and a douchebag and you're a miserable prick and you have a billion dollars, you just, everybody's gonna know that you're a miserable prick. Whereas if you're a, a nice, genuine person and you decide to make the money, I mean, there's charities that you can donate to and phil- philanthropical things that you can um, do with your money and you'll be a nice person. So, you know, the, the goal for me isn't money. Obviously, I'd love to make a billion dollars. I'd love to make 10, uh, $10 100 million dollars. I'd love to be that guy. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, I mean, that's not the end goal. The end goal is when I'm on my deathbed, did I enjoy my life? I make an impact? And was I, was I a good person? And if I have a billion dollars, no, three just a wasted life.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, would, I would agree with that 100%. And, and I really like what, uh, what Tim Grover says which is uh, money doesn't make you who you are. Uh, it amplifies you, um, which is kind of what Gary yeah, said. Yeah. And I 100%, I, oh man, like you can look in any magazine that talks about celebrities and they're all rich as hell, but not all of them are great people. That's
1: entirely true. That's entirely true. It, it goes back uh, a lot on how you were raised and, and, and being the person that you need to be in the world and the world doesn't need any more assholes. So if you're out here and you're an asshole and you're listening to this, don't be an asshole. Be a nice person.
0: I agree. I agree. Now with that being said, I will say on record, I would rather be rich than poor.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to do everything in my power to, you know, bring in as much money during my lifetime as I can. But by no means, uh, I mean, unless, unless you're Jeff Bezos, and you say, you know that meme that's out there with like the like two guys that smoke cigars, it's black and white, and it's like, um, uh, life is a game, money is how we keep score.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Some douchebag making $29,000 a year made that meme. Oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> because <laughs> unless you're Jeff Bezos, you're losing. You're in second place, 50th place, 10, you know, whatever place you're in, you're losing. Mm-hmm. So. Why would, and and regard, like, even if you made a hundred billion dollars right now, you're still broke compared to Jeff Bezos.
0: That's true. And
1: And his his wife. wife. (laughs) And his wife. And so if that's you and you're out there and you're like, I give you a hundred billion dollars and you really think that money is how we keep score of happiness and success and you put yourself on the totem pole. Sure. You're better off and, and, you know, more successful than just about everybody else, but- you're not the most, you're still a freaking loser. Mm-hmm. I and agree. So, so that I mean, you know, of course I want to be rich. I want to be, I would love to be the richest man in the world. No problem. Um, but again, that's not, that's not the main goal.
0: Yeah. The main goal, um, is obviously, well, I was going to ask what you opened, you created sales, uh, dominant systems, Um, what's the goal with that? Like, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Cause I'm pretty sure not a lot of people, at least who listen to my podcast know that what that is exactly.
1: Yeah. So sales domination system is basically a CRM. Um, but we don't really like to call it that because everybody has a negative connotation with what a CRM actually is. Um, what we do is we help save salespeople time. Um, we, uh, are able to help Um, salespeople get in front of more people in a shorter period of time and help automate a lot of the sales process. Um, if you're looking for more information and listening to this, just visit www.dominatesales.com or, uh, just email me Jordan at dominatesales.com. And, um, and that's what we've created. And really the goal, uh, isn't any, I mean, yeah, there's some real like revenue targets that we want to hit, but really in the back of my head, I just want to be the most advanced and the most, um, the most widely used uh, CRM out there in the marketplace. And I'll tell you why. Um, it'd be cool to say, hey, in, in the next five years, I want to be a $100 million company. And sure, I, I'll say that and I'll say that that's a goal. Um, but if I'm focused on the revenue and I'm focused on the money, I'm going to end up missing out on opportunities that I otherwise would have. And I'll explain that. When I worked at Grant's office, uh, and I hadn't been, you know, a top producer yet at the time, um, I kept on writing down monthly income, you know, targets like, hey, this this month I'm going to make twenty grand or thirty grand. And um, the idea was is that in 2014, I wanted to make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I'd never done it before. It was just just a a number goal that I wanted to make. And so uh, I set that goal, and I missed it miserably. I only made like. Eighty thousand or eighty-five or whatever that was. Then what I started writing down is my goals is that I was the number one top producer, and it didn't matter if it was by one dollar, one deal, or a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. All I wanted to do was be number one. Uh, The following year, twenty fifteen, I made way more than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which was the original income target, and I was number one. Because I stopped focusing on where can I find the money? Where can I find the money? Instead, I started focusing on how can I develop my skills so good that I don't miss opportunities and I don't care what the opportunity is. Big deal, little deal, I want it all. I'm just going to be a vacuum. And um, that's what ended up happening. And so that's kind of my vision with Sales Domination System is to put Salesforce out of business. I want to be number one. And if I can do that, then I'm going to exceed that $100 million a year goal because last year, Salesforce did like $12 billion in revenue. So,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, I was about to say, Salesforce is, I'm pretty sure, the most profitable, at least CRM, that I know. Mm-hmm.
1: They're, uh, they're kind of a big deal.
0: Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Um, well, I'm going to dive into the questions that some people asked because I know this was a big thing that a lot of people wanted me to do. Um, so this is from someone named Caesar and he asked, so what are the three most, um, important attributes that played and still play a large part in your success?
1: The three biggest attributes that play the biggest. Looks like you froze there for a second.
0: Can you hear me? Looks like you froze.
1: I can, I can hear you now. You're good. Okay. You're good now. The three top attributes, um, the three top attributes that uh, contribute to my success. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I can put these because they're just off the top of my, my brain, but, um, number one would be discipline. Um, know I need work and I work when I don't want to work. I can take my work ethic wherever I'm at. I can work at a hotel room. I can work at a Starbucks. I can work in my office. Wherever I I go, Um, I work a lot. I know that I need to work a lot. And just like anybody out there, guys, I'm special. 90% of the time that I do work, I don't want to do work. I'd much rather be doing something else right now than sitting in my office until eight, nine o'clock, like I probably will tonight, and pull another third, you know, doing what, and number one tributes uh, to success would be discipline. Number two uh, would be that uh, things are a journey. I'm very impetuous, Um, I'm not very patient, I like to have things done. I want to get paid now. I want the contract back now. I want um I want what I want now. Just yes, you can go an easy route. You can make it a, a, a half ass product. Um you half work half ass if you want to, that's totally fine. But nothing that you attain from doing something half ass, I mean it's all gonna be half ass. Mm-hmm. So you you want the girl the 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 guy whatever like you just have to understand and recognize that there's a process behind getting what you want and you have to at some point understand that become aware of it and just work through the process Uh, the third thing that I think contributes to success is um, is learning knowledge uh, and 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 development of either skills awareness um, just knowing what to do when something happens it's all about um uh, effectiveness are you an effective person when when something happens or there's a problem that manifests in your life or at your work or at your job or in your company or whatever? can you actually solve it? Do you have the capacity to solve it and by the way, how fast can you solve it and so those are levels of effectiveness and you know you have the only way to become more effective is to spend time doing what it is that you need to be effective at and then also spend time on, um, on developing and training, reading, studying, and learning, how to become more effective. And I think um, those are the, the three things. If there's a bonus that I can add, it was work on your communication. Um, there's way too many people out there that do not know how to communicate their idea, their product, their service, whatever. And so communication at its highest form is your highest ability. And if you don't know how to communicate effectively, you don't know how to structure questions, you don't know how to ask questions, you don't know how to convey your thoughts, your ideas, and your beliefs to another person in a way that, that they can understand, then it doesn't really matter. Uh, nothing else really matters because people just won't understand what it is you're trying to communicate.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And that means do not get a communication degree. That means learn how to communicate. There's a difference. Yeah, I wanna absolutely. Put that out there because I know people will probably get, get confused. Uh, probably. Okay, one more, one more Um, this is from Brian. He asked Jordan, how the hell do you stay motivated all the time, even on bad days? And it's funny that he asked that yesterday because it's been raining in North Carolina for the past like week and it's (laughs) awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, it's been freezing and snowing up here in Wisconsin for the last like three months. So, um, how do I stay motivated? Honestly, um, I'm not a big fan of motivation I know that if you probably go down my Instagram page or something, you're going to be like, man, this guy's like a motivational speaker. Like, you know, he has motivating posts or whatever. Um, I, would, I would hate for anybody to make the mistake of calling me like a motivational speaker, motivational guy, um, because I'm not a big fan of it. Like I don't scroll through Instagram looking at, I don't need to look at three pictures of Bugattis to be like, all right, I got to make a phone call. Let's do this. Uh, because it doesn't matter how many Bugattis you show me or Porsches or vacation places. It, like, it doesn't matter to me. Like I know it all exists. And so I'm not interested in using that as motivation. Um, what I use as motivation, I talk about this a lot, is the fact that I have to do what I don't. The fact that I do have to show up here every day sucks. And it motivates me because one day the whole objective and the whole goal is to obtain some level of freedom where I can say, dude, I'm not working for the next 60 days. I'm going on a backpacking trip through Europe with, with my girl or whatever. Like, or I'm going on an a international um, racing expedition and go take my Porsche around you know, different continents. Like, that's what motivates me. Making the phone calls, uh, building the business, dealing with customer issues, writing all sorts of scripts, and doing all this stuff is not, like, it's not fun. I don't care what your job is. Like your job isn't really fun. Like I, CRMs are not my passion. Sales is not my passion. I would much rather be out racing, but the fact that I have to be here, I use that, that, you know, like, and you probably get it just like most people are listening. You get that when you like have to go to work, like get that weird, like tingling clenched up feeling in your body. And you're like, I don't want to do this. Use that feeling as the motivation and the fire that you need to do what you need to do that day so that you sooner or later don't have to do what you don't want to do. <laughs> and that's, that's what motivates. Um, it's, not a, it's not anything more special than that. I just get pissed off enough to do something about it.
0: Yeah. No, it's the end goal. It's kind of the vision for it. Exactly. Yeah. So I have one more question um, and then we'll wrap up. What is the best flavor of bang?
1: <laughs> uh, I would say my favorite flavor of bang is either cotton candy or um, I forget what it's called It's called like the star star bang or it's the red star white blast. and blue one it's like star blast yeah, yeah it tastes I like that one. Exactly, it tastes exactly like the red white, and blue uh rocket ship uh popsicles that you ate as a kid and i oh just, yeah yeah. I feel like a little seven-year-old every time I pop one of those open. So those those would be my two favorite flavors.
0: Gotcha. I think mine's rainbow unicorn.
1: That's a that's a that's a damn good one too.
0: So if Bang wants to sponsor both of us, please do. Yeah.
1: Any anytime, Jack. We're we're waiting for you. I've turned more. I'll do whatever I
0: have to do to get sponsored by by Bang
1: Energy. I'm the best free marketing he's ever gotten.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm (laughs) exactly exactly. Uh, Well, Jordan, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, this means a lot to myself and all, and all to my, my listeners. Um, you can find Jordan on Instagram and YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. Jordan, what are your handles? I'll put them in the link in the bio as well. Instagram is just straight up Jordan
1: Stupar. Same thing with YouTube. Um, it's just Jordan Stupar. And then if you, if you bother, you mess around Twitter. Hey, Jordan, can you
0: hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Gotcha. Yeah. I kind of cut out. Gotcha. Cool. I'll put all your social media down below. Give them a follow. Um, I think you're honestly, uh, you're you're perfect for a lot of people my age who are kind of getting started because you're kind of, you're getting started too. You said, what, two months? Um, So I think that's really motivating uh, and inspiring uh, to kind of follow you along, like how active you are on social media. Dude, I'm just...
1: I'm just trying to hit my potential and have fun doing it and build something that matters. Um, for the rest of you out there, I mean, do. What matters. That's all that I'm trying to do. And if it resonates with other people and, you know, you admire the journey and want to be part of it, by all means, follow me. Ask me any questions that you want. I reply to all my DMs and I'm as uh, engaged as anybody out there on social media.
0: Gotcha. That is true. He does answer all of his DMs. That's very true. A lot of people say they do, but he actually does.
1: <laughs> I'm tr- I try to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Jordan, I really appreciate it. Um, like I said, give Jordan a follow and thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon.